What is up, everybody? It is Zach from App Premier Soccer Investing coming at you with yet another Slap Stocks FC YouTube video. Let's get into it. First big thing, this was a pretty big week for soccer cards. Three products released. We had the first year Panini Mosaic coming to soccer in the form of Panini Mosaic La Liga and Panini Mosaic Serie A. And then we had 2020-21 Top Scrum Bundesliga that also came out this week. And in Mosaic Serie A, well, first... All three boxes have been selling for around average of like $550-ish a piece. I do not think, however, that the Serie A box is great value as there isn't a strong rookie class in that box. And you really, your best, the best things you're trying to hit are like rare Ronaldo, either parallels or autos or inserts. But the rookies aren't strong. So I don't think A, holding it as a sealed wax and B, ripping it is the best play with that money, especially when you could buy something like Topps Chrome 2020-21 Topps Chrome Bundesliga for the same price. Even though the checklist was a bit disappointing with uh, no Jamal Musiala in it, you still have Yusufa Mukoko, Jude Bellingham, and then Florian Verts did not get the rookie card logo on his card, but it is still his first Topps Chrome card, which matters. You have autos you have the refractors numbered parallels you have other rookies too like silas waman kituka and yeah there's just a lot more value i feel like rookie card wise in this box compared to the serial box and then i do however think the mosaic la liga box is a decent buy because not only do you have the goat insert stuff type thing with messi and la liga and ronaldo and Serie A, but you actually have some pretty good rookies in a mosaic la liga you have pedri who looks to be the future for both spain and barcelona and then you have a guy like Yunus musa the valencia american who looks to be a mainstay in the u.s men's national team for years to come and when there's players like that that play in yearbook they that play in uh, europe they will always have value and he is no different in that respect so you have value in holding this box because you have decent rookies, but then there's, I think, value in ripping it too because there's more possible good things to hit than in this, especially when compared to the Serie A box. So if I had to rank the three boxes in order of best to worst investment-wise, I would say number one, 2020-21 Topps Chrome Bundesliga slightly edges it out over uh, Mosaic La Liga because in Topps Chrome Bundesliga you have – Yusofa Mukoko and Jude Bellingham, two huge, huge, huge rookies versus the La Liga box. The only really huge rookie you have is Pedri. Musa just isn't at that level. And then in the Serie A box, the rookie class is pretty, pretty weak. So that would be a distant third below the top two, Mosaic La Liga and 2020-21 Top Scrum Bundesliga. So I'm recording this episode on Sunday, May 23rd. The final day for all of Europe's top five leagues. And as expected, pure chaos reigned today. As you can see in the Premier League where you had Chelsea, Liverpool, 
unless they're scrapping it out for two top four spots. And then you had Tottenham and West Ham competing for the last uh, Europa League spot with the loser going to the Europa Conference League. And then you had just had teams playing for fried. Aston Villa, who had nothing to play for, went and beat Chelsea 2-1, to one, which meant that if Leicester had won their game against Tottenham today, the top four would have been Leicester and Liverpool, as Liverpool had a comfortable 2-0 win against Crystal Palace. However, Tottenham decided to, instead of throw away a league like how we've done all season, we actually came back and beat a team. Too bad it took so long to get to the final day to do so. Gareth Bale had two magnificent goals. Kane had a golden boot ceiling goal in what may or may not have been his last game ever in a Spurs shirt. But unfortunately for Tottenham, West Ham also won. So that means we... Spurs finished seventh and in the Europa League spot. West and I mean in the Europa Conference League spot, which is a new third tier of European competition that is starting next year. And it will have like the seventh place teams of like top five leagues and then like the winners of like some of the lesser tier leagues and the runner-ups of some of the lesser tier leagues. And then you had City playing Everton, Sergio Aguero, absolutely legendary strikers, final game with City. I assume he'll get a statue outside of that stadium some point soon. One of the greatest forwards to ever do it, especially in the Premier League. He will definitely be getting into that Premier League Hall of Fame at some point after he retires. He came on as a substitute and scored today. Perfect way to send off his career. Those are the big things in the Premier League. And as you can see, the final table worked out like this. City ran away with the title and you united comfortably in second and then Liverpool and Chelsea edged out the last two Champions League spots, leaving Leicester out in the cold in the Europa League along with West Ham. Tottenham, again, another year finishing above Arsenal, which you always love to see. <laughs> but, yeah, still not good enough. And then the teams that went down were Sheffield, Fulham, and West Brom. Then huge day in the League One Uber Eats League, too. Uh with the French title being decided on the final day. All Lille needed to do was win, and it didn't matter what PSG would do, and they would become champions, and that is exactly what they did. As you can see, they were able to hang on and beat Angers 2-1, meaning PSG's 2-0 win against Brest was rendered moot. And then, as you can see, the final table, Lille pips uh, PSG to the title, 83-82, which is, has to be one of the biggest title winning upsets in the modern era on par with the likes of Leicester city winning the Premier league in 2016 PSG is a team who spend hundreds of millions of dollars more per year than the rest of the French league teams. And you have Leo, a team in financial crisis, who's probably going to have to sell off most of their players. They're losing their coach and they go and beat what might be one of the richest teams in the world over the course of the season for a title. That is absolutely insane. You have Monaco getting that Champions League qualification spot in third. Lyon and Marseille in the Europa League. And then Rennes, which is Eduardo Camavinga's team, though who knows, he probably won't stay there any longer after this year, and the Europa Conference League. In the Italian League, Inter had already wrapped up the title. However, top four Champions League spots were being decided today with Milan Juventus and Napoli fighting it out for the last two spots behind uh, Inter and Atalanta. And with AC Milan beating Atalanta 2-0 and Juventus 
winning 4-1 and Napoli drawing Hellas Verona and dropping points. That led to Inter, obviously, title. They won the title. But Milan jumped up in the second, Atalanta in the third, Juventus in the fourth, and Napoli because they dropped two points in their draw today into fifth. And that led them to sacking their coach hours after that terrible result for them, leaving them in the Europa League along with uh, Lazio and then Roma, Jose Mourinho's new club in the Europa Conference League. So that could lead to some interesting storylines next year in the Conference League if uh, Tottenham, uh, Mourinho's old team, were to play uh, Roma, his new team, in that competition. And then in La Liga... The title was decided yesterday when Atletico Madrid was able to come back and beat Real Valladolid. They won the title with 86 points. And a huge credit has to be given to Luis Suarez, who Barcelona decided at the start of this past season that he was too old and they didn't want to pay him anymore. What does Suarez do? Goes to one of their domestic rivals and helps lead them to a title over Barcelona, over and over Real Madrid. Then you have Sevilla join them in the, the Kings of the Europa League, joining Barca Madrid and Atletico in the Champions League next year. Sociedad in uh, the Europa League and Real Betis in the Conference League. The other main news to come out of this week is Harry Kane had an interview with Gary Neville and he fully laid bare his desire to leave Tottenham and play in the Champions League and be with the team where he feels he can win the biggest trophies. And, I mean, he's right. Unfortunately, it pains me. It pains me to say this, that Spurs is not that place at the moment because the board mismanaged everything. Yeah, Harry Kane is decent chance he's on the move next year, this summer to City. And if he does so, and he's playing in Manchester City, receiving service from De Bruyne and Foden, I, that he already puts up absolutely ridiculous numbers, but I, I'm frightened to see what he would be doing there. And so I think Harry Kane cards are a great buy right now. If you want to just buy and flip for the Euros as he's captain in England, it's a bit of a longer-term hold is to see what he does next season if he's in that Man City shirt, which seems very, very probable at this stage of the game. Also, I just want to go back and make the point – all these teams qualifying for the Champions League, you may not think, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like, what's the difference between the different European competitions? They're still playing in Europe. It means everything, the cha- especially if you're you're investing money in the cards of these players because Europa League performances really don't swing a player's card value unless they maybe score a hat-trick or something like that. But if you go and score a goal in the Champions League knockout stages – and you're you're owning a that player's cards, you will make money. Like take Vinicius Jr. for example, he scored for Real Madrid in the Champions League knockout stages, and his cards doubled overnight. That type of thing happens all the time. So these type of games and these type of final days are always massive, absolutely massive for the players' card prices and then the club's bottom line because the money difference. And the Champions League versus the Europa League is huge. And that infects uh, how much spend they give to the rest of the team, which, again, if they spend more, the team's better. And generally, that's better for the players you're invested in if they're playing in a better team. So everything 
in European soccer and then to a lesser extent, the card market hinges around Champions League football. Then last point of the day, speaking of the Champions League, the UCL final is going to be Saturday at 12 p.m. Pacific time on CBS, so anyone will be able to watch it. It's being played in Porto at the Estadio de Drago between Man City and Chelsea. And I'm going to have to be taking City in this game, even though Tycho's beating Guardiola twice already including in a cup final. I think City, the, the class, De Bruyne, Foden, you can bring Aguero off the bench, Mares, Ruben Diaz, Kyle Walker, Ederson. I just think it will over it'll be too much for Chelsea, even though they have star players like the likes of Mason Mount, Christian Pulisic. I wouldn't necessarily call Timo Werner a star, but you have Thiago Silva rock solid in the back. However, I think it's going to be a very entertaining game. I think there will be goals in it, unlike some of the past UCL finals we have seen where it's been pretty low scoring. And even though the past couple games between these two teams has been low scoring, I think we will see the opposite in this game because everyone's going to be full on, balls to the wall, everything on the line. And it's in both of these teams' DNA to attack and go and try to beat their opponents and go and score goals. So for those reasons, I am predicting a 3-2 win for Manchester City. And I am predicting a dip for all the players' card prices, except for maybe like if City wins and Foden scores a brace or something, he might go up. But if they win and he doesn't score assists, he will go down. The losing team's players' card prices will go down too soon. So if you're holding some of these guys and you want to sell – I would say sometime this week is probably the best time to do it. That's the hype when we'll be at a, a fever pitch. And then from there, you know, always it's buy the rumor, sell the news and the hobby. So stuff always goes down after winning the championship. Not always, but that's the general trend we've seen over the years. And I expect that to continue. That's going to be it for this week. Going to have a big mailbag next week for sure. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Let me know in the comments who you think is going to win the Champions League and why. Yeah, thanks for watching. Peace.